YZ Freak did Kiss Ross just punch Chris Ross in ZP. Do you not know what that is? No. Oh, God. Okay. So there was this TikTok when the Don't Worry Darling drama came out. Um, and this person in like this really animated voice was like, oh, my God. Why did Harry Styles just or wait? No. Yeah, it was. It was like, why did Harry Styles just spit on Chris? Chris Pine, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then someone like stitched it and in like a really funny voice. Like, oh my god, why is the freak did Kiss Ross just punch Kiss Ross in the penis? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It is, I don't know. It just it made sense. I don't know. I, anyways. <laughs> I don't my stuff, Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's your girl, Ashley. And Alicia. And uh, we're vibing out on self-care today, guys. Today we're taking it slow and teaching ourselves how to be better humans to one another. We had like decided this in, like a week in advance, but it was good timing because I've been stressed the last like 48 hours. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry um you know no i know i know it's just like the time of year like things are you know we're we're spending more money um holidays make people stressed uh you're seeing more people some people that you don't necessarily want to see but you're obligated to see right things like that you know what i mean a lot more events like there's a lot more obligation happening in the month of december so yeah so i have not been doing I don't want to say I've been a bad self-care taker in the past week but I definitely haven't been like an exceptional self-care taker but I'm also bad at self-care in general on a scale of like one to ten what would you say your average self-care rating is um I feel like maybe like a four because I think the things that I do for self-care become very not necessarily robotic, but it's like it become like the mindfulness is not there because I'm like, oh, I'm just doing a face mask. But then I'm not like sitting there and like thinking about like why and like enjoying the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I like I do all these things, but I am hardly ever like in the mindset, you know. Um, and I think that comes with kind of the commodification of self care, um, as we've seen, especially with like the rise of like infographics on Instagram. Like self-care has become very like packageable right. and very mm-hmm. marketable and very sellable. I'm also, maybe this is just like the angles that I've always seen self-care approach from, but it also feels very feminine. Like it mm-hmm. seems like this is something yeah. that like the it girls do or like it's something, yeah. like, it's a luxury almost. Like it's a handbag in the sense that like it's not something that you need every day, but it's something, and I almost I was going to rebut your idea of like, oh, I'm not in the right mindset because I also think self-care in its best form should be routine. Like it should be something that is so not mindless, but incorporated in our day-to-day lives that we do not get to these points where we have to be like, oh, self-care week, self-care day, you know, because I think that's kind of what my routine has always been where I'm like, I'm just going to keep going until I'm about to combust and then maybe I'll take a day or a couple hours or Mm-hmm. you know I'll stop scheduling things for myself for a week so I can actually devote time to myself but um yeah I think if I had to rate myself I would give myself like a like a four as well because I'm just not very good about 
the little things that keep me all together. Like even today I was working on, I was making my family's Christmas cards actually. And I like would not get up to eat until I finished because mm. I just wanted to, like I needed to stay in the right time. College students are very prone to that. I know. And I was, I was so hungry. Like I can feel my body being like, we need to feed ourselves, get up and go get food. And it was right there. But I just was like, no, I need to finish this task. Mm-hmm. First. I need to like do what I need to do. Yeah, um, that reminded me, <laughs> a silly analogy, but like, were you ever in church and they would be like, you can't just come to church on Sundays, like God needs to be part of yes. every area of your life. Like, it, like if yeah. this is a waffle, like he needs to fill all the spaces. My home church has this new video before worship or like in the middle of our worship service section. And it's like, have you been worshiping him in the car? Have you been worshiping him in the grocery store? Like, is this the first time that you've worshiped Jesus this week? Or is this like the culmination of your worship from this Mm. week? And it's like, yeah, self-care is kind of the same, not in like the worship sense, but in like the, (laughs) in a perfect world. Yeah. Let it be doing it all the time. Yeah. And it wouldn't just be siloed into these segments of our lives. Uh Um, do you think there's anything that you do every day that would like if you stopped and think about it, like it would be self care, but it's like so ingrained in your routine that you don't really like realize you're doing it? Um, I think kind of yes and no. My hot take when it comes to self care is I think people think it's comforting. Like mm. self care should always be something that is soothing or reducing discomfort in your life. There should also be doing what's best for you even when it sucks like I like laundry is self-care sometimes like changing your sheets is self-care scheduling doctor's appointments to like go and take care of your physical health like all of those things are also self-care it's not always just like bubble baths and brushing your hair and so that's something like for me because I work remotely like getting up every day and changing out of my pajamas is self-care because it Mm -hmm, puts me in mm -hmm. that mindset or like yeah doing my daily like get ready routines um is really important I used to be better about journaling no, I'm not. Or like mm-hmm. taking my vitamins, like all these little things that I'm like, I know that I need to make these part of my daily care routine because otherwise they won't be. So well, yeah, I'm similar in that, like the one thing that I can really think of that it's like, to answer my own question, I think would be making my bed. Mm-hmm. Like I have literally made my bed every single day for the last probably 16 years, every single day. It, Yeah. And like, I don't even, it's, it's so mindless for me now. Like it will bother me if it's not made. Yeah. Um, the other thing, when you said changing your sheets, uh, the one thing that, that having scabies brought me that was good is that I am now very fast at changing my sheets. Cause I wash them. Like you're supposed to wash them like every couple days, um, to kill the germs Aww. or to kill the mite. And now I'm really fast at that. So if anyone ever needs help. <laughs> I honestly, this is total segue. I finally watched that Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, she is like has such trouble putting on a fitted sheet. And I've, oh my God. I don't understand the trope of like fitted sheets being hard to put on. And I don't know. If They're I'm not. Like privilege. Like, I don't know. Like if it's like. It is harder or- to put the du- the comforter inside of that. Sh- what What is that called? The duvet cover. Yeah. The duvet cover. Then it is to put on a fitted sheet. Yeah. Like. The point of the fittedness is that it stays put. I know. I don't understand it. I think it's a stupid trope that it's like, this is so hard. Like, I get that it's annoying because you have to, like, pick up the mattress sometimes. But, like, it's really not. The only time where it's hard is if you're on a top bunk. Yes. Okay. I had a loft bed that was, like, attached to the wall for a lot of my childhood. And that was hard because I literally couldn't. Like, I had to be on the mattress trying to fix it. But. Yeah. 
but yeah, no, changing your sheets, buying healthy groceries, like eating your greens, mm-hmm. yeah. um, calling oh. people and talking to them, you know, like leaving your apartment or your home to go enjoy the sunshine. Like those are things that suck sometimes, but yeah, at the yeah. same time, like, you know, lying in bed for an hour, or, like watching your favorite comfort show or eating chicken noodle soup. Like those are also self-care. And I think that's also important for us to like, I think that's the beautiful thing about self-care is like a lot of things just can be self-care if they are important to you and make you feel better. Yeah. A lot of it is listening to your body Mm -hmm. because like, I know that we like the really like advertisable part of self-care is like get up and go to the gym at 630. And it's like, sometimes your body want like sometimes your body needs to lay in bed. Yeah. I don't know. I, okay. I guess all of this ties back to, I think like for me, what I incorporate into my self care is all the habits that I track in my bullet journal. Mm-hmm. Like this month. And I, I swap them out because sometimes I'm like, that like didn't make sense. But like one that I recently incorporated is like, getting up and moving every hour like it's because I get so sedentary at work mm-hmm. um and it's like easier in the office because I can because I don't like want to like I get distracted there so I'll be like let me go take a lap mm-hmm. um and there's a lot more space to do that where I'm like oh let me go like putz around with the Keurig but then when I'm in my apartment I'm like what am I gonna do here yeah uh, but it's good to just like get up take a bath and break because I I also do that thing we're like, oh, I'm not gonna eat until this is done. I do that, but more often with going to the bathroom. I'll yeah. be like, I can't pee until this is done. I honestly um, think that's the American education system that told us like, oh yeah, we pee during certain times. Like, why? Why, yeah. why was that? What benefit did that create for children? Did you ever pee your pants yes. in school? Yes. I okay. I had one time, and it makes me so mad. It was in kindergarten, and the teacher was talking to like a teacher aide. And I went up and I said, can I go to the bathroom? And she like was like waving at me to like not, she was like, I'm talking to someone. And I just stood there and then I peed my pants and she was like, why didn't you tell me you need to go to the bathroom? And I was, I just screamed out, I did. (laughs) Yeah, I was the kid that like, my teachers always associated bathroom breaks with like discipline. Like they change your card from like green to red if you like use the bathroom during the wrong time of day. Or like the, um, the other thing about my elementary school is like, the recess people were also really mean about you using the bathroom. They're so mean. And it's like, this is my free time. Like, I should be allowed to go piss. So that was, so I, yeah, like, I got UTIs as a kid. Like, I was so, like, up in my own head about pee because everyone was so mean to me about it that, like, it was, like, one of my teachers, I remember she had this, like, sign-out sheet, and it was, like, if you went pee more than, like, four or five times during the day, you were, like, in the gray, and she was, like, going to note that, like, you went piss too much. And it's, like, why were we like like that you're teaching us to drink water, but you're also teaching us not to pee. No, and I also, like, again, like, I think that's want? such a weird thing to discipline children for is their bodily functions. Like, some people yeah. just need – I understand that, like, it's a focus thing, but also they're six. Like, I should not <laughs> be having to, like, figure out my, like, education and how to spell things and when to pee all at the same time. Ugh. And also, like – if it was a distraction thing, like, there were people patrolling the hallways. Yes. Like, there's no way we'd be able to, like, just loiter. No. Which, even then, it's like, um, 
we're eight. Like, why? I like how we just choose different ages. No, but still, like, no matter what age range between, like, four and 12, like, I don't think you should, it should be that big of a deal that you have to go potty. No, literally in high school, like, junior year of high school, I had a teacher who would give us extra credit if we didn't go to the bathroom. Yes. Like, what that? I'm like, what does my education have to do with my bladder? Nothing. It's so unnecessary. And again, as soon as you graduate high school, Nobody cares. Like, never again in your life yeah. is anybody... Like, I bet the military isn't even that strict about when you go to the bathroom. No, like, did you have that moment where you'd, like, raise your hand to ask to go to the bathroom in college and they're like, why are you asking me? Like, uh, because the last 18 years I've had to ask. Right. Uh, it's so classically conditioned. It's so annoying. That's, yeah, one of my biggest icks. Like, why don't people... Uh, I won't get too deep into that, but yeah. Anyway, pee is self-care. Pee is self-care. Drink enough water. Um... Yeah. Oh, that's something we polled our Instagram followers about their means mm-hmm. of self-care. So yes. do we want to look through those? Yeah. Oh, we got three whole responses. We got three, I think. Yeah. Guys, please follow us at Stuffed Animals Pod. Yeah. We'll post funny. Th- oh, I'll take a picture right now and we can put it on the story. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, would you like to read one? Yeah. Okay. First one comes from a friend who wrote the theme song of the podcast and she says sitting down and writing tunes um yeah i think creativity is a big one um i think that as uh that's another thing where as a society we need to like think about the way that we've advertised creativity like or like Mm -hmm. just like our attitude about it in general because people will be like oh i'm not creative i'm not creative but i'm like Everyone is creative. Like mm-hmm. that time that you decided to add walnuts to your salad, that was creativity. The time that you decided to layer uh, lingerie over your sweater, that was creativity. The time that you decided to take the long way home and figure out how to get home that way, that was creative. I'm literally making things up now. But um, yeah, like we all every day, like make choices that require creativity and thinking outside the box, whether we realize it or not. And also, even if we're talking about like art in all its forms, like nobody requires that you're good at it. Mm. Like splash some paint around. Uh, The Picasso police are not going to pop out and say something. Yeah, that's something Um, um, I know I don't know why we're talking about church worship so much today, but in church, like my favorite- we went to church today. That is true. Happy Sunday. The people Happy that Sunday. I love to stand next to in church during worship are the bad singers who are singing really loudly <laughs> because you know they know that they're bad. Like these people aren't like so tone deaf that they think they're, you know, like Beyonce or whatever. This is my father. But I love that they're willing to sing anyways because it's so important yeah. to them or like they love that music so much. Those are my favorite people. And I think creativity and art and expression should be viewed in that kind of way where it's like you should be the worst singer in the room, but still the loudest because it's like, that's what makes you happy. That's what's going to fill this room with a joyful noise. And I think that is ultimately so much better. And yeah, if you're silly little art projects, like nobody would ever pay $5 for them. That's okay. It's not for them. It's for you and for your own expression and your own sense of production. That's something like, doing art and looking at it and saying wow I made that is just such a human experience too I Mm -hmm. think that's something that's really beautiful and that we don't 
allow so much because it's like, oh, there's a right way to do this or there's a proper technique or there's this and that. And it's like, break the rules, go crazy, have fun. Like you said, like drive off the dirt road. Like, I don't know, just go off. I think also poetry is something that like yeah. I have used as a form of self-care and self-expression because I'm someone <laughs> we've been talking about this a lot this weekend Haley and I but I don't think my thoughts like I don't enter monologue yeah. when I think and so when I am putting oh. things into words it's something that is really like I was telling her I, like 100% of the words that I think in my head come out of my mouth like I don't think hmm. things through before I say them they oh just, like, yeah okay yeah I see what you, yeah, yeah. um whereas I thought you might you just didn't have an inner mo- monologue I don't like I don't think words I'm totally exposing myself here but I my my inner monologue is I'm constantly in an interview like a fun in like yeah. a like a, like a talk show pop of. star interview yes mm-hmm. that is how my entire everything is going and I do have those moments like in the shower or, like when you're getting ready or whatever like when you're or in the car constantly if I'm no if I'm driving I will picture someone next to me and I'll like pick a person yeah and they'll be interviewing me yeah no I mean I <laughs> get those moments but it's not all or, like if time. I'm not no it's literally everywhere every single place I go if I'm in the grocery store if I'm at work if I'm at at the apple store whatever like everywhere i go it's i'm getting interviewed by one of my friends yeah because other people will tell me things like that where they're like oh like i'm constantly thinking like what i'm gonna say next or like how to respond to somebody or like what could go wrong or that sort of thing and i just i don't think those thoughts that is also a very neurodivergent thing because we're trying to figure out how to act like normal humans yeah that's true. like i know there is like a lot of masking and like shifting and positioning in that but i'm just more like i do sense how people are reacting in like ways but very rarely am I actually thinking like a string of words Mm -hmm. so anyways but so writing is where I was going with that is like and putting them down on paper a lot of times is like really revolutionary for me because I'm like Mm -hmm. oh that's how I'm feeling like that is the encapsulation of this sensation or um I if you haven't figured it out by listening to this podcast I talk a lot in metaphors or analogies like I like to paint visual pictures when I'm talking and so that's also something that I'm like oh yeah like that's the the thing that I was trying to get at and so that's self-care for me in a lot of ways is just <laughs> taking the time to put it into words mm, yeah okay and that's like another thing with like the art thing is like nobody ever has to see your work if you don't mm-hmm. want to so yeah you can go crazy go wild go crazy go stupid yeah. Do you want to read another one? Getting really clean and moisturized, eating snacks, having a blanket, and putting on a comfort movie. I love being moisturized. I don't know if that's, mm-hmm. like, something that's really weird about me, but I love having smooth no. skin. Like, I shave my legs. I, like, exfoliate. I moisturize. Like, I love feeling smooth. Oh, smooth body in the sheets. So nice. Yeah. So that's something that is also a form of self-care for me is um, I can relate to this Um commenters inputters uh train of thought is like just making sure i feel refreshed and like a full person well i also like for me like showering is such a reset like i will shower at any given opportunity because it's just like showering is rejuvenating and even the process itself i feel like those are my most mindful moments is especially from like washing my hair it's like you get it's it's such a sensory experience and that's why a lot of like in therapy like a lot of professionals will recommend showering as a grounding tool Mm -hmm. if you're like able to shower at that point 
but um yeah it involves like all of it awakens all of your senses and for me like i feel like i can like it it, it is also like symbolic but i do feel like rejuvenated after mm-hmm. and that's why if i want to shower don't ever tell me no personal question but when you're having panic or anxiety attacks what are your grounding techniques <laughs> okay so i told this to my therapist last week and they're shocked well not shocked but like a lot of the time I don't even realize that it's happening because I'm so used to them that I kind of like just keep going like nobody will know if I'm having a panic attack but deep inside I'm like shitting myself Mm -hmm. uh screaming crying throwing up um but like when I am aware I think like I mean it's cliche but it is like the like being aware of if you're sitting down or like if you're standing like feeling the ground or the chair or whatever you're touching mm-hmm. and like focusing on what is around you and what is like objectively true in this moment mm-hmm. uh there was one uh, i don't do this so much anymore but it was really helpful a few years ago is like body scanning so that's like start from the top of your head and like focus on relaxing your forehead and then you move on to like your eyes and then like your cheeks nose whatever and all the way down that's like really good for falling asleep too Hmm. um but okay it kind of takes a lot of patience though i get like antsy now (laughs) um but yeah in general like being aware of your body because like ultimately like i mean panic attacks and anxiety attacks like wreck with all of your intelligence centers but i feel like we most notice the disconnect to your body so i feel like that's a really important one yeah, when I first started having panic attacks, I didn't know what they were. I thought, like, my blood sugar was dropping or, like, it was some yeah. sort of, like, physical response. So I would eat food. Like, I would have snacks. And, like, that's what would ground me is just, like, having something else to do. And that's something. That's good. I get – okay, a lot of times I get low blood sugar and I get nauseous. So I'm, like, yeah, uh... No, because that's what would happen is, like – So, actually, it was freshman year of college. I would wake up in the middle of the night in my dorm room, and I would be like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. And so I'd, like, go into the bathroom, and I'd be all shaky and, like, in cold sweats. And then I'd, like, think about throwing up and be like, no, that's actually not right. And so I'd, like, sit on the bathroom floor and be like, hmm, I think I just need to eat some food and go to bed. And so that's what I would do is I'd wake up, like, I would have such bad panic attacks. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and then I'd just eat a snack and be like, anyways, all done. So it'd be, like, goldfish or whatever. (laughs) And the counselor was like – yeah, I mean, like, that's fine. Like, if Goldfish gets the job done, like, that's good for you, babe. But, yeah, now no more it's, like, pinching myself or, like, creating mm. that, like, different kind of receptor. Because sometimes, you know, like, you're, like, buzzing with the panic and you're, like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Food was always the one. Even <laughs> – this is so bad. The first time I got high, like, I had an edible with my roommate and – I, like, was sitting... By the way, to anyone listening, do not let edibles be your first experience. Do okay. not. Take that from both of us. Do not. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, take half. Like, moderate yourself. Yeah. But uh, I took an edible, and then I got super, super high, and then I was, like, sitting on the floor of my bathroom again, and I was like, please bring me cheese and crackers. <laughs> like, all I need right now. Well, that, that is, like, all you can really do. Is cheese and crackers. And, but that was it. Like, it was just salty enough to ground me, and I was like, okay, I'm, like, not having a panic attack anymore, and then I just went to bed. <laughs> wow that's like so much better than my every weed experience i've ever had yeah sorry (laughs) um oh the third well weed can be self-care for some people just not for me 
Yeah, that's something that's very interesting to me. I did use alcohol as a coping mechanism when I was younger. I would say like 1920, yeah. like when alcohol was more exciting. exciting. And it also like the buzz hit faster. You know, now I have to have more than like a sip of wine to be like, whoa, I feel different. Oh, I'm the opposite. Mm, that's so interesting. Maybe it's, well, you're also like medicated now. <laughs> I'm drugged up. <laughs> um. But that was something that I would use, and that was, like, not healthy. Um, but I have never, yeah, been able to have that experience with weed where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a positive, like, calming experience. And I know it is for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and that's why it's recommended yeah. for, like – That's why so many people do it. Mm-hmm. Not just – With, like, medical issues or, like, disabilities where they have, like, really high chronic pain. Like, I know it's – anyways. Um, did you want to read the third self-care yeah. commenter? Um. Yeah, so this one says, take a bath at least once a month, limit screen time, and Sabbath for 24 hours a week. This one did stand out to me because I don't have that kind of discipline. I Okay, for those of you who are not of a faith practice or background that that, that Recognizes talks the about Sabbath, Sabbath yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Sabbath essentially is, uh, well, it's a day of rest. Yeah. Um, and like historically... People didn't do anything like like I guess this was like the first recorded instance of meal prepping in <laughs> human history. But like people would prepare everything the day before. Like you'd already have the house clean. You'd already have your meals cooked or whatever. Um, and right. Well, you wouldn't. That cook. would just be so a the day goal of for rest. the Sabbath. Yeah, is to complete zero work. So you were going to yeah. engage with nothing that would be considered physical labor. And there was a lot of restrictions around it in sort of the middle of the Jewish Mm -hmm. history, like when it was originally implemented, it was very much like a, this is to be followed to worship God and like have a day of rest because God rested. Oh, that ties back to the creation story and this idea that like on the seventh day of creation, God rested, but then it became like really regulated. And even now, like I saw a video on Instagram reels today about like, Oh, we turn off our fridge light um, during the Sabbath because we don't want to use electricity. We don't want to generate power beyond what we're actually using and things like that, like where there's a lot of like little ways that you can Sabbath. Uh, In the evangelical tradition, it's a lot more like just don't do work in the abstract. Like Mm -hmm. you have a day where you're just taking leisure or rest, um, which does require a lot of discipline, especially to do it for a full 24 hours. So shout out. Yeah. Shout out to them. I I think I, um, before the pandemic was like kind of, on a road to that where I was like, I want to not like not go on social media on Sundays and just hang out with people. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to do that until that was all I could do to hang out with people <laughs> during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of rocked my socks off in a bad way. Wait, what's what? Yeah, that that's usually like a good connotation. To so. knock your socks off is just kind of to be surprised or shocked. So. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say there's a value statement attached it to it. It flipped me upside down. I think limiting screen time is both like a physically good thing to do, right? Because it helps your eyes and your brain yeah. and your body not be so slumped over a singular object. But also it's probably just good for your soul to not know yeah. so much about people. That meme, like we should all know less about each other. We I should all know less. Very, very, very <laughs> for that because I think that too much information can be bad for us and just constantly intaking novelty is going to fry our brains eventually but that's a a personal prophecy but yeah step off my soapbox 
No, yeah, I no, and I I know that I spend a lot of time on my phone. And again, I okay, I I will take personal responsibility, but it is also circumstantial because like before the pandemic, I was at like under under two and a half hours screen time every day. Uh. Yeah, she was a self care queen. I definitely think yeah, life circumstances have changed. I also think because. I know for me, like, a lot of my work is always on my phone. Like, either I'm checking social media because that's where things are happening or I have to respond to emails or phone calls. Like, I feel like I cannot distance myself from my phone in a lot of ways that I would like to, Um, like, in a perfect world. Yeah, I would like to only be on my phone for recreation, but that's just not how our systems are set up anymore, and I think that's also really disappointing. Um, And I've preached this whole, like, I don't think we should have so much immediate connection to one another. I think we should be allowed to distance ourselves. And I think that's something, Mm -hmm. the more that we each individually take time to step away and recognize that that is good and healthy, I think that will help our collective communities say, like, oh, we should all spend less time being so available on our phones. But it's also, it is very much a personal style thing as well. There's also, like, this, like, phenomenon of being, like, chronically online. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like we're literally watching people like have such astronomically out of touch like thought processes um, because and like I like I definitely like 2020, 2021 was chronically online. Like I was so when I came back to school senior year, I was like, wait, I am not behaving the way that normal people should behave. <laughs> and uh luckily i snapped out of it but i'm like but the thing is on the other hand like technology and social media can be a tool right and everything is about moderation and Mm -hmm. mindfulness and being smart but yeah uh i think like choosing what content to consume is absolutely self-care yes um and this is like books and movies and media as well too like if something isn't serving you like i think obviously stay informed and stay alert about what's happening in your world but at the same time like do it in a way that makes sense for you yeah did i send you that tweet that was about how like people who just say like trigger warning but they don't say what it's for and it's like (laughs) by the way you will be stimulated this will this video will definitely have content yeah and it's like okay uh thank you so much do you have any other thoughts on self-care before we transition to our our use Yes, I yesterday I bought a puzzle for myself because I think it would be enriching for my enclosure. Because um, <laughs> like that's like a thing where like it stimulates your brain, it gets you away from the screens. Yeah, no, I'm and... totally pro puzzle. I just loved how you yeah. phrased it as like an enrichment oh, activity, enrichment, like yeah. you were some kind of like rabbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I anyone who lives in a studio apartment is like a zoo animal. <laughs> okay no that was bad to say that was bad to say don't anyways anyways so he bought a puzzle um yeah i got a puzzle um because okay so at the start of the pandemic um i forget who brought this up but i just like made a list back then of like things i can do every day or like a list of things that i can choose from something for my mind something for my body and something for my heart and something for my soul um which you can define your own way but like yeah like Things you can do for your mind, like doing puzzles, whether that is a physical jigsaw puzzle or they're not made of jigsaw anymore, are they? No, they're like cardboard. What is jigsaw? I think jigsaw is the shape, right? I didn't think it was the material. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Or if that's like 
a crossword puzzle or the wordle you know sudoku that's what i was doing mostly back then um things for your heart reach out to a friend something creative and that could also be something for your mind too um things for your body uh stretching uh that that's the thing about like physical self-care is people always think of like oh i have to run for 30 minutes but it's like no even the small like the science proves that even the smallest movements can be really helpful. There was um, a WAPO article that just came out, and it was talking about the importance of rushing. Like, if you rush for at least four seconds during your day, whether that's, like, to cross the street or to, like, grab a grocery cart, or, like, if you, like, move your body really quickly for a couple seconds every day, your chances of living longer increase. Like, you don't even have to do that much. You literally just have to, like, be in a hurry I'm for a couple rushing. seconds. Yeah, no, you, so you're probably going to live a while, you know. All no! Okay, <laughs> slow down then. Stop moving. Yeah uh basically yeah movement yeah there there's so many things you can do like if you like to swim if you like to take walks okay that's another thing i don't like the concept of the hot girl walk because why do we need to make things hot or sexy or attractive or whatever in order to do them like why can't you just go on a walk because it's good for you because you want to move your body because you want to get fresh air blah 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 blah. i think it's just like changing the stereotype because like who goes on walks if not for hot girls right old people and dogs and i don't want to be either of those (laughs) things i want to be a hot girl okay i get that but at the same time i'm like Everyone deserves a walk. You're right. But I think yeah. I have to, like, fall into a category and somebody's like, oh, my gosh, like, why are you walking? To be like, it's a hot girl thing. Like, that's funny. Yeah. It's for the irony, I think but also in, for the, the – I think rules. where I don't like it is that it's a it's very, like, like looped in with the idea of, like, the of that girl. Mm. And I'm like, you don't need to have your life all together for you to go on a walk. Like, you don't – and, okay, that's another thing is, like – with self-care, you don't need to have it all together. Mm-mm. Like choosing one thing to do for yourself is a win. Yeah. And you should feel proud of yourself for that. You don't need to be drinking green juice every day at seven in the morning, Mm-mm. doing your Pilates, whatever, all those. Like that. that is great. But is it sustainable? Not for everyone. Not, pr- not for most people. Not for anyone, honestly, probably. And also, I would say, Um, along this train of thought, is to also choose self-care tasks that are sustainable for you, or at least make sense for your lifestyle. Like, if you don't live in a walkable neighborhood, like, find a treadmill somewhere to hot girl walk on, you know? Like, if you're going to get hit by a car or something, like, don't do that. Or, like, if face masks are, like, really, really expensive, like, make your own at home. Or, like, don't buy bubbles for your bubble bath. Like, find ways that make sense for you and are not You can make... You can make bath bombs yeah, really easily. But, like, that aren't going to drain you in other ways. Like, don't feel like you, yeah. there's a proper formula to self-caring because being mindful of yourself is also knowing that, like, I'm going to work within my means and then maybe one day I can expand and, like, I will run a half marathon and that will be my self-care. But for mm-hmm. now, you just need to turn the treadmill on and start there. Oh, did you want to go into heart and soul? Yeah. I mean, um, soul, it looks like something different for everyone. But, like, that could be meditating or, like, spiritual practices. I also think soul at least for me, like having a mentor or someone who is just like Mm. a confidant who can push me, like an accountability buddy is what we called them in high school, accountability partner. Um, I think that's also a really great way to have that soul feeding self-care where it's like, I'm going to surround myself with people who are going to be honest with me and who are going to be compassionate Mm. with me and the circumstances that I'm in, because I think that's also really important is to find people who will swaddle you in love and kindness, but also strive to yeah see you out the other end of things yeah and yeah that's the thing where self-care is not like we have this idea of what it is spa days and stuff like that but really like 
it looks different for everyone. Like for me, like going to the beach is absolutely self care. Yeah. Um, or like yeah, hugging your stuffed animals. Like yeah, there's like it's what I another thing that I hate about the that girl trend is that it's so formulaic. Mm. And again, like you said, like ev- like everyone's lifestyle is different, and not everything is going to fit the same way. Right. And it's like, I yeah, in in essence, like also take it easy on yourself. Like it doesn't have to be this routine. Like it's not this box. No. But like, every day looks different. Yeah, self care also doesn't have to be isolating. I think that's also something that yeah. we assume for people is that you have to self care by yourself, and that's not true either. Like you can participate in self care with a partner or with your best friend or people who like are also you can parallel self-care in that way as well where it's like if you're an introvert and that's going to make you feel better is to run away from people great but if you're an extrovert and that's going to make you feel worse then like go on hot girl walks with other people or you know cook dinner with someone and have that sort of shared experience do you think that People who are filming their self-care practices are really present in that moment. Oh, God. Okay. I hate influencer culture where it's like, let me film literally everything. Like, even – oh, my biggest ick is when it comes to parents and they're having, like, really a parenting moment with children and they're filming it. Like, or – Yeah. I understand, like, oh, I'm announcing my partner with big news. Like, okay, I'll get behind that. Like, that one's fine, I guess. But I think in general – do not be capturing life just so other people yeah. can experience it later. Like, I I get if you're trying to, like, model self-care, but I think in a lot of these cases, it's not. It's, like, creating content, and it's very falsified. And you would probably know better than I do because you've, like, run your bullet journal account and things like that where it's, like, how much of this is for you versus, like, is for an yeah. audience or is waiting for that reaction to the things that you've done because it might start off as art and be like this is something for me but like how much of that is going through this filter of like will people enjoy this and will they click on it and will I be disappointed in myself if this doesn't go the way that it's planned like then I think it's where it loses its essence where it's like if you're just doing it to do it and whatever happens happens great but if you were at all processing like this through a lens of the public eye I don't think it's self-care anymore yeah, and that's why I stopped is that it became more stressful to do it than not. Mm. And I'm like, this is my thing. Like, this isn't like, I'm sorry if for, for like people who like missed seeing my stuff, but I'm like, the, it's not serving me right now. Um, but yeah, I think oh, I always have that thought when I see like self-care videos. And I'm like, I hope that like there's some people where I'm like, I feel like Emily Mariko films every time she cooks. Yep. Or like. Um, like some people film every single restock or whatever. And I'm like, I hope that you have some days where you can just have self-care and like have a bath day and not film it. Yeah. Like, please, for your sake. Yeah. Um, stuffed animal one of the week? I, can I talk about my webkins? Yeah. Yeah, I've been hanging out with my webkins a lot. Um, December, there are like certain points in the year that are more fun in webkins one of those being december so they they one of them got to sit on santa's lap and pick a present and that present is going to arrive in my account on christmas <laughs> um they're yeah they're collecting things they're decorating uh i got a menorah and a christmas tree in the same room um so they're having fun they have so much enrichment in their enclosure <laughs> um I, I don't know if this counts as a stuffed animal, 
but I went to an event with Haley this past weekend oh, and we got all these like stress ball ducks. I stole six ducks and Haley stole two and it was so amazing. And we decorated our mini Christmas tree. It's like a two foot tall tree and it's got all eight ducks on it. And so that has been my stuffed animal one of the week is just having all these ducks. They were so silly. I And they're the great like stress ball size. You know how they have like stress yeah. ball tubes now that you can squish between yes. your fists? Like this one's great because the duck body is like just the right size. Yeah, I like the star because mm-hmm. when it gives you like nodges for your fingers, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, Do they have names? No, but I should name them. But I want them to mm-hmm. all have like similar names. Like when I get mm-hmm. stuffed animals, I had three- Name them after the reindeer. Oh my gosh, eight that's of them. so cute. Yes, I will. I'll have to like write okay. it on the bottom though, so I can yeah, yeah. which. I don't want to like mix them up after I've designated them names. Yeah. Pop culture. Okay, I realized this morning we never talked about Spotify Wrapped. <gasps> oh my gosh, should we do that now? Uh, yeah. We we can share our I'm five so songs and five artists. Yes. Is that good? Okay. So my top five. <laughs> my top five artists: Taylor Swift, okay. Harry Styles. Five Seconds of Summer, mm-hmm. Lord, and Japanese Breakfast. And my top five songs are Lavender Haze by Taylor Swift, <laughs> which did come out nine days before the Spotify rap calendar ended. Uh, Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift, Satellite by Harry Styles, Style by Taylor Swift, and Complex by Katie Gregson McLeod. No. Mental illness. I am the picture of mental health. I promise. <laughs> Okay, um, moving on from that concerning list, my number one was my artists were Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Five Seconds of Summer, One Direction, Conan Gray. And then my top song, I don't know how this happened, but it was Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Um, Disaster by Conan Gray, which makes sense because I will literally listen. I'm so mentally ill when it comes to that song. I'll listen to it on repeat. <laughs> um, number three was Music for a Sushi Restaurant. I think that's just because it's top of the album. It's just because you start the album. Yeah. 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 Number four is Story of Us, Taylor Swift. Oh. And then number five is also Sparks Fly by Taylor Swift. Wow. Speak now next. Yeah. First. Dude, I'm so I excited. am shocked. I did not think I listened to Satellite more than Fine Line. I also... Waiting Room by Phoebe Bridgers, I'm shocked that it wasn't up there. Yeah, I really thought would have, could have, should have was going to make its way up there because that was also something that I was literally just looping for a while. I also felt like a bad friend because normally one of my friends who released music will be in my top five. Oh, let me boost it for streams. I'll just literally have it looping on mute all day. And so I felt like a bad friend that literally none of my top five were anybody's music. Yeah, I'm surprised about how this all works because okay i definitely do listen to like cruel summer and style a lot but in general i don't know i like there is a period of time and i mean it still goes on now but like the last like four songs i'll listen to before bed are okay and this is this is so concerning but it's say no i don't it's doomsday by lizzie mcalpine lover you should have come over by jeff buckley waiting room by phoebe bridgers and fine line by harry styles and okay. none of those were top five. Doomsday, I get. I was also worried that Doomsday might make it into my top. But I think because it came out later, like I just yeah. didn't do enough of it. Except for Doomsday, those are all like six plus minutes. And it's very emotionally tolling for me. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe next time you'll regulate your emotions better. Or worse. 
Did anything else happen in pop culture this week? Girl, oh, uh, the Good Morning America. The girl is back. The guy is yes. not. Yeah, Cage All Men. Thing. I watched Wednesday. <gasps> I binged it all in one night. It was very good. I did not watch any like form of Adam's family growing up at all. So I don't, I'm not like, I can't speak to like how accurate or whatever. But I loved it. Jenna Ortega did an amazing job. It felt like Hogwarts, but not which was nice mm. um because i do miss those vibes this time of year but i'm like i don't want to watch harry potter anymore yeah. <laughs> um i love that silly little white boy the brooding artist his name is in the show his name is xavier he's played by percy Hines white and like sometimes i'm like wow he's so ugly and sometimes i'm like wow he's so beautiful <laughs> um just like most white men yeah but like, if you know me, you you know that that this makes sense for me, because um, he just like sits and does his charcoal drawings and follows oh, her around. <laughs> um, but yeah, great show. That I did have a few bones to pick, um, which we don't have to do that. Um, I haven't seen it, so I don't really have yeah, anything to comment. Yeah, but I do recommend it. Um, I'm probably good. I need. I'm trying to get someone's HBO password because I want to watch The Sex Lives of College Girls because mm. Renee Rapp plays a lesbian and I love Renee Rapp. It's Timothy Chalamet's sister's in it. Gotta support my sister-in-law. Stop. Um, have you been listening and- to Renee Rapp? Yes. Good. I have. Yeah, and uh, she's gonna be in Mean Girls, the musical, the movie. Yes, which I'm so excited for because her run on Broadway was cut really short. And she yeah. also, like, had a lot of anxiety about performing it live. So I'm hoping that this Aww. is, like, a good, like, full circle moment for her. Yeah. And Moana is is Janice. Yeah. Ali Carvalho. Yeah. I always think Will of her kiss? and I'd knit that. Oh, I, I was thinking about that the other day, too. I hope I'd knit wow. that's doing well. I think she is. I I see a lot. She's she's. I like can't comprehend. Some people are just too good at their craft. Yeah, it literally um, drives me insane. Stop being good at things, guys. Everybody, I need to be better at- than you. So stop it. <laughs> stop. Um, emoji of the week. Uh, I've been using a lot of the cowboy because I had a cowboy photo shoot, but. Really? Oh, I like the little shocked, like the wide eyes, blushy face, like the embarrassed mm-hmm. one. That- I like I like to use that after like what if we kiss or like stuff like that um it's like no I'm not actually I don't know I just I think it's so funny because it's like oop you got me it's almost degrading (laughs) um I've been using a lot of the um Florence Pugh frown and Mm. um the chef's kiss hand is also pretty high up on my list this week the Italian hand yeah because people have been doing a lot of Italian hand things yeah uh yeah okay never mind we're, we're done we're done <laughs> and see uh close your words um take care and be well yeah. and all the things that your situationship would say the last time you see them <laughs> wishing you the best stay in touch don't be a stranger drive safe happy <laughs> holidays i wish you the best of luck you deserve all the good in the world hope our paths cross again in the future 
If it's meant to be, it'll be. My door is always open. Stop. I'm always one text away. <laughs> you can always reach out to me. Here if you need me. <laughs> okay. All done. Thank <laughs> you.